Live from Orlando, Florida. Took the whole clan to Florida one year. Worst two weeks I've ever had in my life. Can you imagine how your kids would have felt if when you got to Florida it was closed? Oh, they don't close Florida. No, you well, I know they don't close the state of Florida. I, I, but... Clark Griswold's favorite podcast. Now you listen to me, fat ass. You do what I say and there won't be any problem, okay? Okay. We just drove 2,460 miles just for a little Roy Wally entertainment. The moose says you're closed. I say you're open. Welcome to IAPA Week on Rum and Nerdy. With your hosts, Greg and Garrick. You boys and girls, make sure you keep your hands on the handlebars at all times. We don't want any accidents. Hey everybody, welcome to Rum and Nerdy. I'm Greg. And I'm Garrick. And as you can tell, this is the I episode, uh, IAPA episode, day one. We are coming to you live from Burkett Engineering Booth. And we have with us Steve Burkett, principal... In, uh, well, I don't know what your title is, but... Hello everybody, it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much for asking me to be a part of your podcast. Well, thanks for hosting us and... Uh, we were just we were just having a conversation about like what kind of stuff do we talk about on the podcast, and then we were talking about how awesome it is to be at an uh, at, at an event like this where we're all hanging out, and we said, yeah, this is exactly the kind of stuff we talk about on the podcast. So we just hit record, and here we are. Uh, but what were we saying? We're saying, well, the, the, you know, the big payoff of this industry is when you come to a show like this, you you can't turn around without seeing somebody that that you really want to chat with because you have history with them, you've worked with them, or you've uh, been on a, a board with them or something, yeah. and, and it's just like, hey, this is, hey, I'm so glad to see you. And it's just the whole day, you're just saturated with that, so it's a lot of fun. Well, and I felt like a jerk walking over today because I was, I was power walking over from the hotel. I probably passed 100 people that were like, hey, how's it going? Oh, no, no, I'm late for a thing, i got to go. Well, but, but uh, that's yeah. the thing. Everybody knows that's what this week is, is yeah. I'm late for a thing. Because, you, you know, we, we schedule, I, I've got a meeting from 10 to 10.30, and then another meeting from 10.30 to 11, but they're on opposite ends of the convention center. <laughs> so it's a lot of power walking. Yeah. And, and absolutely a lot of power walking. Yeah. Anyway, so welcome to day one. Uh, so let's give some context. First off, um, Steve, uh, just introduce Burkett Engineering, what, what you guys have done. Well, sure. Uh, we, uh, at our root, we're a life safety system integrator. Uh, a lot of rides and shows. Name your favorite uh, universal show we, or we can talk about maybe we can talk about the things that we've done on it <laughs> uh, <laughs> depending but, on when it opened but or uh, opened. most most the thing that makes the phone ring mostly is a uh, life safety uh, ride and show control systems so we design build install and commission uh, attractions so it's all about control mm-hmm. it's all about control it's all about and control. then along the way we've got a, a few products that uh, we've made and that's what we're showing here at the booth the uh, the things that you see here and, and, and looking at some of your booth posters, there is uh, Waterworld advertised on one of the posters, which, which Greg is very familiar with. We, very we, <laughs> we, we have talked about a lot. Another one is actually the Motor Action Stunt Show from uh, Hollywood Studios, which was actually the first Disney project I worked on. And, and we got this thing blown up in the back. Too. We'll, we'll get back to that. But Right. Uh, a, lot, a lot of Universal work. We've been very fortunate that we've uh, a lot of work with Universal Studios. Uh, there's four, I think, four water worlds in the world, and uh, we've uh, designed and commissioned the show control systems for all of them. So that's it's been some great work. And and um, and I worked with you a lot with that for the Beijing one. I was working with you because it's not just the controls; it was the pyro control system as well, which is a yeah. whole other thing. Right. A lot of flame control, a lot of pyrotechnic control. Uh, you know, the thing that, as I mentioned, the thing that kind of makes the phone ring is anytime there's people in the machine if there's a life safety element if there's either a person on a roller coaster or someone come in contact with an effect like like flame or pyro or, or a water factor what, what might have you where there's where there's you know a, a person interacting uh, with the effect yeah 
Not, not to go on Mr. Rogers, but what are those different levels of safety that one engineer's in? <laughs> is, is it like one, two, three? Oh, well, sure. There's like, be a little worried. And then there's like, oh, no, no, you need to really think about this one. And then there's like, okay, stop everything and let's think about this. That's yeah. the levels. <laughs> yeah, most of our stuff is that metal one, I think. One. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when you're doing a ride and then there's, you know, like, hey, we're going to have a lot of things that can explode. Uh, that's that's when the fun the, the fun really begins. Yeah, that, but that's the one fun part about a roller coaster is that, you know, unless it comes off the tracks, the control system is, is you know, has you covered versus like a KUKA arm attraction. That control system, there's a lot going on there. Yeah, the statistic is, you know, you're much safer to be on an attraction in a modern park than you are in the car to drive to the park. Yeah. And that's that's absolutely the case. These things are, are so well engineered, both, you know, mechanically, electrically controlled, all the integration, just that once, if you're, you know, if you're in the machine, you are very safe. So um, I've mentioned this many times on the podcast throughout the couple of years that we've been we've been doing this. Um, one of the takeaways that I had from working with Mr. Blum uh, at Universal when I when I worked directly for Universal Creative was, um, you know, you hear people say, "Oh, the chances of something going wrong is like one in a million. Uh, but on it, like on a roller coaster, that's like twenty-seven times a year. <laughs> so uh, the chances of something, so oh, the chance of somebody getting hurt is one in a million. So oh God, don't say that. That's horrible uh, because you know a, these things are machines, and machines break. And the life expectancy of the average attraction is about 20 years. So in 20 years, how, what are the odds when you calculate it? What, what do the odds need to be that in 20 years nobody gets hurt? And then your mind cracks open and like lava flows out of your ears trying to f- calculate that. Um, so the mentality is it's a machine. Let's not convince ourselves that the machine's never going to break. Let's make sure that when it breaks, it breaks exactly how we plan it to break. Right. And, and that's that's the thing that a lot of people may not realize. They'll hear about on the news that, you know, someone was was uh, stopped in a ride and they had to evacuate them like it was some disaster. No, it's because it performed exactly yeah. as designed. It failed to a safe condition, and, and that's what you want. Yeah, and let's be honest, all the coaster nerds out there, when you get to be evac off of a ride, that is the highlight of your trip to the park that day. Yeah. Uh, you, you can't beat it. Yeah, you, um, that is a story you get to tell forever. Well, well, Steve, you have a bunch of other really cool things around the booth, and uh, I, I wanted to touch on the uh, the uh, turbo encabulator over in the corner, <laughs> or as I affectionately know it as the retro encabulator, but that's just because I'm a, I'm a Rockwell automation guy. <laughs> uh, well, w- we feel our turbo encabulator represents the next generation in encabulation. Uh, and, uh, you know, we invite you to talk to one of our application engineers for additional encabulation information. But I can tell you just a little bit. Uh, if, you, if, you, if you look over here, you'll see that um, the turbo encabulator has a base plate of prefabulated aluminite uh, <laughs> surmounted by a malleable logarithmic casing in such a way that the two main spurving bearings are in a direct line with the pentrometric fan. It's like you, re- you memorized it. Uh, the... The um, the latter, of course, uh, is the 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 main windings are of the normal Lotus O Delta type, and the placed in uh, endothermic semi-bivoid slots on the stator. And each seventh connector uh, conductor is connected to the non-reversing trimming pipe to the differential girdle spring on the up end of the gram meter. 
we've we've no. played that clip. Yeah. No. No. Now this thing. Now this is really cool, and there's actually a really neat story behind sort of this random guest interactive object. I mean, you know, for those of you that are not at IAPA, it kind of looks like um, like a Naquita generator from the Stargate universe, or that thing that Keanu Reeves yeah. used to blow up the dock in that movie that no one watched. Um, <laughs> Or, or 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 the movie My Science Project. Oh yeah, where the guy had the that that sixty nine GTO. Yeah, it looks just like that thing too. Anyway, why don't you explain? You know, because there's a really great story as to why you made that and why it's here. Right. Well, you know, I mentioned that we're known for all these life safety systems. Well, what we have done more recently is embedded systems. You know, all all of the the board level sorts of designs that go into electronic props and some of the uh, props that you see. Uh, in a queue or the guests might use and so we've done quite a bit of that for the parks lately and of course you can't talk about any of that IP so we just no. made our own little turbo encabulator to showcase these embedded system uh, resources that we have that's fantastic and it also blinks yeah. <laughs> I am going to get a bunch of photos of this and just be posting them because it's freaking awesome yeah and so, so the encabulator if you uh, place one of the fuel cells inside the encabulator uh, it it uh, generates the steam here in our aerodynamic steam effect system. So I wanted to talk about that too. So this steam effect, um, which is really cool because it's it's not just a steam effect. It's got some LED lights in it, so it's simulating like a fire blast, right? Can, well, um, what can you tell us about the what we're looking at? Summing it up, it, it it's just you know steam effects require a lot of facility uh, impact to your facility. You know, uh, there's infrastructure and boilers and yeah. power requirements, and this system. Is uh, it just has a very small facility uh, footprint, and so you can create a great steam effect uh, without uh, you know without causing you don't need a a large boiler, you don't need a, 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 an enormous amount of power. Here we are producing the steam effect right here in the booth, and this is just sort of one ten. Yeah, you don't have extraordinary power. Uh, here, right? Well, this one is uh, two hundred eight three oh, phase okay. uh, forty three amp, as I recall. Uh, so there's power required. Much like a bumper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, but it's something that you can use in a niche. I mean, you could use it anywhere. It, it's 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 installed right now, or a version of this is installed um, in Hong Kong Disneyland and one of the attractions there. So uh, we've had some great some uh, you know great response to it so far. We're just showing it here at the show to see if we can get some additional interest. You know, it's it's just like anything. It's um, it's it's part of that taking the technology and getting it smaller and smaller. Um, and and you know the when you, when you condense a technology, uh, it, you know and again, you know this could be used in a large area, but also being able to take it and scale it down to something small and incorporate it in and having a much more intimate effect in a smaller area um, becomes very impactful in design when we're talking about the design of these things as well. So that's it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah, uh, we got to get like a video of that and put it up too so people can see it. And, you know, we're not really known for effects, so it's, it's a fun thing to bring it to the booth because, you know, control systems, nobody, nobody buys control systems. You know, they, they want to buy the thing that the control system controls. So, uh, you know, all of our work comes from previous jobs and you know, word of mouth and that sort of thing because nobody buys control systems. But something like this, it's fun to have in the booth because it attracts lots of attention so we can talk about it or the encabulator or embedded systems or enthrall or, or life safety controls or what have you. Yeah. That's great. So um, now I, I'm going to transition away from from this and back to the show, just to talk about the show in general. 
and we haven't discussed this yet this year, and I think we talked about it last year, but the important, you know, what the listeners really want to know. And all of the history of the IAPA show and all the times that you've done this, do you prefer dipping dots or the elephant ears? I got to say, uh, you know, I have extensive uh, experience with this, and uh, I'm sort of a dipping dots guy. Yeah. Um, you know, it, the follow second by the churros. But churros. You know, when we bring our staff to the booth, the first we have a orientation to the staff when we when we have these booths, and the first the first line item on the orientation is okay. We we, we assign a person to reconnoiter where the dipping dots are, <laughs> where the pizza is, where the ice cream is. That's their first job. And yeah. then they come back and report, uh, because why are we here at IAPI anyway? Yeah. See, I'm, I've always been a fan of those Hawaiian dog things where they have the, the fancy bun. Co- and then the kahuna dis- dogs. Yeah, kahuna. Yeah, yeah, yeah those yeah. things. Yeah, those, so are, those are outstanding. Funny, um, that company that does that stuff is connected to Skyline Attractions. Do you know well, Skyline? They, they, well, they, they, they came to a handful of our random TEA events. Like yeah. I, think, I think the... the Orlando City Game soccer tailgate stuff like yeah. they they brought they brought their setup. So they're uh, pretty pretty cool people. That I know them through uh, Donna from Merritt Fasteners. Everybody knows Donna, the Bolt Lady, as she calls herself. Um, she's introduced me to them, and it's um, one of their core businesses is is like for the fast food restaurants. They build the the griddles that griddle from both sides at the same time that have the settings on it that you know, okay, if it's a quarter pounder or a third pounder, how thick is the meat so it knows how far to compress when it cooks and how long so it can crank out 16 hamburger patties uh, every, like, 91 seconds or whatever. So they make that, uh, and the Kahuna Dog was something they had created in-house, and they are hand... Like, this is their own blend of of dog... uh, to do this, but they had created not that actual dog. No, no, not mostly mo- mostly kittens. No, I made that up too. So the, it, it's their own blended stuff, but they created their brand so that they can use it to promote the the, the kitchen equipment and products that they manufacture. But they also do um, kind of um, all in one turnkey small attraction kind of stuff as well. I'm aware of Skyline. I didn't realize that they they, had, they were behind the Kahuna dog. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, there's only five people in this industry. Yeah, and three of them are sitting here. Uh, yeah, well, there's probably like ten because the other the other five are just hanging out with the other first five. So I got I got one question because you know a lot of people know you're a TEA past president. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You got your pin and everything. Um, would Would you mind talking about your 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 job at Disney? If you can't, um, then you if just... You, can, you don't have to, yeah. but it's, it's one of my, my favorite hidden Steve Nuggets. Right. So. Yeah, uh, in a, I, you know, I've lived in Orlando my whole life, and in high school, um, I, uh, you know, worked in the parades and the shows at Disney all through high school, uh, 11th grade, 12th grade, and all through high school, all through college, uh, with a lot of uh, the world-famous Walt Disney World characters, and uh, those guys are great. And I've, I've spent a lot of time with them, know them all very well. Uh, it was a big part of my life. And, um, Would you water skiing? Yes, I got to do some water skiing uh, at Magic Kingdom, uh, unicycle riding, uh, stilt walking. See, that's um, the good stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. I, I spent a lot of time in the parades in Magic Kingdom, as did a lot of buddies of mine. In, in, in those days, there was just a, you know, a lot of special events, you know, filmings and travel and 
you know, people you got to meet and stuff. And uh, it was just a lot of fun time. Disney was really behind their Christmas parade and their Easter parade. And uh, it was, you know, the nighttime parades, drove a lot of parade floats. It was just a great time. And so you got to do a lot of fun things. We were all kids and, you know, you didn't need to sleep. Uh, and uh, I was there, in my case, every weekend and every holiday. And it was a blast. Um, I could go on and on. No, no, that, that's freaking awesome. I remember seeing a picture of you because it was, you know, you were like water skiing Goofy or, or, or something. At I, had, I, I, knew, I knew water skiing Goofy, yes. You knew water skiing Goofy. <laughs> I, 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 moral of the story is every time I see a picture, I, I think of you and it, it's awesome. <laughs> that guy's great, man. Goofy's such a great skier, man. <laughs> I, I always just uh, was marveled at his abilities. He could do so many things. You know, he, he was a cowboy. He was an astronaut. Um, he was Elvis, you know, he was Santa. You know, Goofy just, you know, he could do anything. I think he's definitely underrated. Um, but I, I think going back to the movie Stand By Me, I think, what is Goofy, though? Is he a dog? Because then he, he owns Pluto. Pluto's a dog. What is Goofy? What is he? What kind of animal is he? <laughs> We're all laughing, but can we answer the question definitively? Has it ever been officially answered? I don't know. He, he's Mickey's best friend. Uh, okay, we'll leave it at that, then. I actually found out just the other day that uh, the Mickey and Friends Clubhouse show that my daughter watches on Disney Plus, mm-hmm. the uh, Hot Dog, Hot Dog, Hot Goofy Dog song that they sing, about. Hot yeah, Hot Diggity Dog, Hot Diggity Dog, yeah, uh, performed by They Might Be Giants. Yeah, I, yeah, I totally love that. It band. came on the radio the other day. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me! And then I proceeded to listen to the, the entire song in the car on the way over here. We've done some episodes about like songs you didn't know had other verses. Yeah. So, like, the, the theme song to Cheers? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's dark. Really? Yeah, the music to MASH, the song oh, lyrics to that, MASH. Yeah, that one is dark, yeah. Yeah. So, did you know that there are lyrics to the original Star Trek? You know, I, I've, I'm told that, and I think at one point Leonard Nimoy recorded it and Shatner recorded it, but, yeah, I'm aware of that, yeah. Well, it's um, the, the lyrics were written by Gene Roddenberry. So that he would automatically get fifty percent of the royalties to the theme wow. song, wow. because he's a gangster. But it never appears in any of the shows because they are terrible lyrics. Yeah, yeah I remember reading that somewhere. The, the lyrics. I'm just enough of a Star Trek guy to be aware of that. Yeah, yeah, it's insane. Well, we're just enough of nerd people to know yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> and find the YouTube video and 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 post it to the uh, to the internet. Yeah. yeah. Well. There's that. Well, um, so other than that, so this is day one. Uh, We've got a lot going on. So uh, uh, today at 2 o'clock, right next to you is TEA. They're going to announce the Thea winners for this year. It's Um, going to be grand. We're actually recording from the the TEA booth tomorrow at 3 where we're going. Well, we'll reiterate the winners. We're going to talk about them Mm -hmm. tomorrow. Um, Great on our podcast at that table right there. Yeah, all of the groundbreaking news that you would have heard the day before and published online, um, we'll, we'll read it off to you in this much, much slower format. Yes. <laughs> so are you guys going to be here all week? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're, we're doing, we're recording every day. Um, we did this last year where we did the, the four episodes, but we did them in a hotel room except for the last day. Uh, Sean Rish from Tate had invited us in to record from the booth, so we, the last day we did that. Uh, and then uh, as people had heard about it, they were like, yeah, just do that with us. And that's like we were at 
strategic planning meeting on the bus and you had heard that and you're like, hey, yeah, that would be fun. So this is all we do. See, and we got to get that first one out of the way so we know all of the different cables we forgot to bring <laughs> and, the, and the headphone adapter. And, uh, yeah, so you it's all, all the stuff that's going to make Greg's life harder to, to fix and post. Well, I really appreciate uh, being the first out of the gate. It's quite the privilege and to be able to can do the shakeout of your of your system here. <laughs> well, it's and it's it's funny because this, the laptop we're recording on was this was the podcast laptop, it was my, the, my personal one that I used. Um, but we have upgraded to the studio. We're at you know um, a Mac Mini, uh, really nice setup. All the everything's permanently run, and and with everything preparing, all the travel and everything preparing. Um, I didn't remember I had to put this part of the package together until yesterday morning at 10 as I was trying to walk out the door. So, uh, yeah, I kind of forgot a couple things. Oh, yeah, the podcast. Yeah. So are you guys a part of any of the the evening events that are happening this week? That's always an annual conversation, yeah. Um, So we mentioned on, on, like, so we don't, specifically, we don't talk about them before they happen. Because we don't want people. Because we're going to post this. We don't. We don't want to be the reason that people know where the where to crash parties. So, uh, having said that, in the generality of conversation, we did talk. I have the, the I have the kickoff barbecue on Sunday. Very successful. A lot of food. A lot of protein was eaten. Um, and it was a great group. It was a great group. Um, so that was fun. Uh, Garrick was there. Well, the the one we will mention the TEA International Mixer. That's tonight. Is yeah. tonight at Discovery Cove, which. Yeah. It's a t- should be absolutely amazing. Now, I, it is a ticketed event, and I believe it's sold out. No, no. Oh, they re- they released more. It 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 hit capacity, and they they had to release more tickets at some point in time. Last time I looked, it was a yeah, bit yeah. away. Yeah, but that was the that w- those are the bonus tickets. I think the original ones are already already. Well, spoken I know the for. early bird sold out for sure. No. Um, I, I think that's the case. I saw that. Yeah, because um, yeah, right now I want to say they're the tickets are 130 plus service fees and taxes and everything else but um, yeah we uh, about 650 I don't know if I'm supposed to say that but I did yeah and other than that the moral of the story is yes every night is spoken for by at least three different entities yeah yeah so we've got um, I did we did two last night um, uh, two parties last night and ended up um, you know back at the hotel about 1030 do, do you want to mention the CFRC uh, yeah, yeah, we, we can mention that because that's ours. Uh, we own that. Uh, for the regular listeners, on Thursday, we do uh, just a happy hour gathering. This is It's not a party. It's just annually we do our... Not hosted. Party. That's the important... It's not hosted. That's the important bullet point he's driving at. It is a non-hosted show up and hang out event. Yeah, so our Central Florida Rum Council group, we're meeting at Strongwater Tavern at 4.30 on Thursday. Uh, before we all have to go to other parties and dinner sure. plans and things like that. But 4.30 to 6, 6.30, somewhere in there. And although you have to buy your own drink, what what I can offer you is, uh, you you or anybody else, that if you're unsure about what is your rum drink, that your, uh, your, yeah, your, yes, your yes. rum aficionados, yes. uh, which uh, my rum name is uh, Obi Rum Kenobi. Uh, and, of and, course it is. And Garrick is uh, Rum Sifu. Rum seafood. So uh, your your rum hosts will help curate you through what is the correct rum which, beverage for you. Which which I have to admit I really enjoyed at, uh, at at your thing on Sunday is walking people through the rum shelf and they're like, well, this is kind of what I'm in the mood for. I'm like, okay, I, I have I have the drink for you, yeah. or this is the rum you need to be 
yeah. focusing on. What do you normally drink? Bourbon. Okay, well, you want the, the knocks and done or something. What, what is your yeah. normal beverage of choice? You know, I, I, I'm not what you'd call a, a, a um, you know, I, I, I'm sort of uh, light on uh, alcoholic uh, drinks. I don't know, you know, there's yeah. a few little things I like, but um, I don't know enough about them. I'm not sophisticated. I'm not a sophisticated uh, alcoholic uh, consumer. That's okay. That's, that's yeah. where we come in. Yeah. Um, so you like, do you like sweet <laughs> drinks? Do you like subtle drinks? Uh I drink a lot of unsweet tea. If you'd really like to know, I just uh, unsweet tea. If yeah. you're from Florida, yeah, I know, I know. They would kick you out for that. I, but the deep south is a little north of here. That's the trouble. So <laughs> when I go to some of these places and I ask for tea, they just assume it's sweet, and then I have to say, well, you know, unsweet. And it's it's all wrong. I've lived in the south all my life, and I know that's all wrong. Show me the machine that unsweetens the tea, ma'am. <laughs> um, okay, so. Um, Unsweet tea drinker. Where do you think? Where would we go with this? Um, <laughs> Have I stumped you? Dark and stormy. Oh no! Where were we? With the, the 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 place that made a Long Island iced tea, but it was all rum. It was like a oh, rum, it was a Rum Island iced tea or something they well called it, and it was amazing. There was the um, yeah that yeah Rum Island iced tea. That's a good one. But uh, I, yeah, because it's it's uh, you're gonna get a a spiced rum, a light rum, mm. an aged rum. Uh, a splash of coke and some probably some sour mix, but well, I'm really into take your advice and try some of these. Uh, so you'll have to give me some uh, input when I see you. Yeah, well, that's going to be a good one. And then, um, yeah, then we we finish up on Friday and and then we sleep for six weeks. I think yeah, yeah we crawl into a cocoon and come out at Christmas have but- butterfly. <laughs> it wouldn't take much. So um, we're actually we're at 25 minutes, 26 minutes. Okay. You know, time's fun when you're having flies. <laughs> hey, well, this has been a great pleasure. I'm totally privileged to be here with you uh, fine, uh, you know, upstanding members of the TEA and the industry. And uh, just thank you very much. Well, thanks for providing a table and an outlet. And uh, yeah, I was, I was about to say, let us know when those upstanding members of the TEA yeah. get here. <laughs> <laughs> we'll tell them we said hi. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, seriously, oh, thank you. Your, your booth is fantastic. And it's... Uh, but what is this? Booth number eight sixty-seven, uh, immediately next to the TEA booth. So, yeah. if you uh, if you're at IAPA, swing by and, and check out uh, Burkett Engineering and the Retro Encabulator. In there. Yeah. Thank you, Garrick. Thank you, Greg. It's been a pleasure. Awesome. Uh, so we wrap up as always. We're going to thank uh, for our very special intro, a very unique intro just for this week that was done by uh, Dave Martin. Demo Dave Pro. Dot com. Don't forget to check us out our website, rumandnerdy.com. That's rum, A-N-D, nerdy.com. Uh, also, social media, we are at rumandnerdy, most platforms. I'll be posting random shenanigans for my Appa all week. So, yeah. And um, other than that, stay nerdy, my friends. <laughs>